Hi there, this is Eddie Santos, and I'd like to welcome you to Pet Sitting Talk's first podcast episode. I am super excited to be here. I created this podcast to talk about the pet sitting industry. More specifically, I'm going to cover topics about starting and running your pet sitting business. So, you know, things to learn, things to implement, what not to do, those type of things. Before we get into it, though, I wanted to start off with an introduction, which, by the way, is kind of giving me flashbacks to that first day of school when the teacher goes, all right, when I call on you, please stand up and tell us your name and a little bit about yourself. Oh, God, I hated doing those things in school. I was always really shy. So when I first learned about pet sitting as a real business, that was like an eye opener. All the time is spent with the pets, not the people, and that was perfect for me. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who feels that way, right? So I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself and why I'm here, and most importantly, why you should even listen to me. My name is Eddie Santos. I am from California. I live in Fresno, which is here in the Central Valley. I am 32 years old, and I started my pet sitting business back in the summer of 2015. So I first got involved in the pet industry when I got a job working for a dog kennel here in town. We did boarding, a little bit of dog training, and I had a lot of fun. I worked there for a couple of years until the owner decided to close the business. It was then that I thought to myself, well, what do I do now? The options were pretty limited. I had only finished about a year and a half of four years of college. And so it was either go back and get that degree or find another job. I decided I'd be better off going back to school. And so I went back and in the meantime, I got a part-time job working in retail. The goal was to graduate with a business degree and then get a job somewhere in the business sector, I guess. What that job would be though, I had no idea. I knew I wanted to do something in business, hence my major, but I didn't know exactly what. So I continued going to college and working my part-time job in retail, and I was completely miserable. I disliked school, and I disliked my job even more. Something about sitting in class for hours at a time just never sat well with me. And customers at my retail job were rude. My manager was even meaner because, well, if I'm being completely honest, I wasn't the quickest employee. I mean, I did everything right, but you also have to be quick. She'd always tell me, we like fast and efficient people here, Eddie. And those words have literally stayed ingrained in my brain this whole time because it's true. Employers like people who are fast and efficient, and that just wasn't me. So right away, I knew that wasn't my calling card, nor was going to school and getting a degree because I knew that I'd just end up working for someone else. And after having a manager yell at me for several months, I knew I never wanted to be an employee again. That did it for me. I wanted to be my own boss and preferably not even work with people directly. That was the dream. But how would I become my own boss? What skills or knowledge did I have that would allow me to do that? I mean, I really didn't know anything. Or at least that's what I thought. That's when I realized I did have a skill. I was really good at something and I enjoyed doing it, working with dogs. Now, I didn't want to run my own kennel, I was pretty sure about that, but I did want to work with dogs, so maybe like a dog trainer, that was my first idea. Then I thought, well, it'd be fun to also work with cats or other type of pets too. That's when I decided pet sitting was a perfect choice for me. 
I'd be working with dogs, only this time around I'd get to see cats and bunnies and birds. Needless to say, I was pretty excited. And so right away, I started working towards launching my business. I started thinking about what I'd name my business, what services I would offer, and I also started learning about WordPress and what i need to get my website up and running. So I'd go to work, and my soon-to-be business was all I could think about. During those hard times when I would have a really bad day at work, thinking about my business would help me get through the day. I would think, this is only temporary, it's not always going to be like this, so just push through it. And that's what I did. I had the same mentality with school too. By this point, I had already decided school just wasn't going to be for me. I finished out my last semester and when it came time to choose my classes for the fall, I just didn't. I remember taking my final for my economics class and thinking, man, I really don't want to be here. I felt so weird and out of place. So after I was done with my finals, I breathed out a huge sigh of relief and headed home to invest even more time into my business. Now, I don't recommend just quitting college like I did. You have to really think about it and see whether it's something that is in your best interest. Now, for me, everything I was learning and doing in college, it just didn't seem like it would help me launch this particular business. I had friends who wanted to be teachers, paramedics, and all of those careers are great, and they do require you to get a formal education. So if your dream, your passion, is a career that requires a degree, by all means, go for it. You'll have a lot of fun in college and you'll make tons of friends. For me, though, I knew my time was better spent elsewhere. I knew exactly what I wanted to do, and so it was an easy choice to just stop going and focus on executing that plan that I had. So after I walked away from school, I continued working my retail job during the day and I'd spend my evenings working towards building my business. It was easy to stay focused because I knew why I wanted to run my business. It was to work on my own terms and not have to answer to anyone. And maybe you feel that way too. I knew I didn't want to have someone constantly breathing down my neck or feel miserable going to a job that, quite frankly, I didn't really care about. So that's what fueled my fire. I just dreamed about being my own boss and going out there for nice long walks with dogs all day. Once the initial excitement wore off, however, that's when the self-doubt crept in. And I had a lot of self-doubt, not just about my new business, but primarily about myself as well. Here's the thing, and this actually sounds a little crazy talking about it now, years later, but at the time it felt very real. So here I was, a 25-year-old starting a pet sitting and dog walking business, and I knew I had what it took to start my company, but the one thing that I felt was really holding me back was my extremely youthful appearance. And before we go on, I just want to say that I know that sounds kind of over dramatic, but the reason I felt so insecure about my appearance was because I was essentially a 25 year old man and I legit looked like I was 16 years old. Yeah. So here I was starting a business that is a very intimate business, as we all know, and I wondered, will people even take me seriously? I looked like a freshman who was straight out of middle school, and yet there I was asking people to trust me with the keys to their home, their alarm codes, to access their home. I mean, the pet sitting industry, it's, it's a big deal. I know oftentimes people think, oh, walking dogs, that's so easy, and it is. And it also isn't. 
We were entrusted with people's pets, their homes, their valuables, and so you gotta really sell trust. And for me, I just felt like nobody would trust me even though I knew I was great with dogs and I had the experience to go with it. Getting told you look young, I'm sure is great when you're in your 40s, your 50s, but when you just turn 25 and your family, your friends, everyone's always like, oh wow, I can't believe you're 25, dude. You look like you just turned 16. I mean, it's kind of funny at first and you go along with it, but then it gets really old and it gets disheartening to be honest. No 25-year-old guy wants to be told they look 16. Oh, and I also felt very weird about entering an industry that is predominantly female-oriented. When you hear about a pet sitter or a dog walker, you usually envision a woman rather than a man doing it. So that was another roadblock I had to overcome. Oh, and by the way, the whole young thing doesn't bother me anymore. Well, not as much, I should say. I'm 32 now, and of course, I'm still constantly being told this by everyone. My husband and I were actually in Vegas a few months ago for my 32nd birthday. And we were doing a little shopping at, at one of the stores there inside Planet Hollywood. And so we head over to pay and the lady, you know, asks how our day is going and if we're doing anything fun that evening. And my husband goes, yeah, we're here for his birthday. And so she's like, oh, happy birthday. Are you turning 18, 19? And I'm just there laughing because, well, obviously... I ain't no 19 year old so I still get that pretty often but the older I get the more I think hmm maybe this isn't so bad and people would tell me that too they'd say I would appreciate it more once I was older and it's 100% true it's funny too because back then I'd always wish I looked older and now that I'm starting to see some gray hairs come in I'm like where did this even come from it's crazy, but I got my wish, right? So kids, be careful what you wish for because you just might end up with premature gray hairs all while still being mistaken for a 19-year-old. Okay, so my main obstacle was when I was starting my business was that I feared no one would take me seriously because they think I was just some young, irresponsible teenager. So what I did to combat that was I decided that I was going to right off the bat present myself as a true professional. In my eyes, this would make me seem responsible and most importantly, trustworthy. It would also set me apart from all the other folks who also provided pet sitting and dog walking, but as a side hustle. That's something that I did not want to do. I wanted to establish myself as an expert and therefore be taken seriously and also command a higher rate than everyone else. And maybe you're listening to this episode and you're going, hey, that's something I want to do too. So here's what I did to present myself as a professional and generate trust. I opened a checking account under my business name. I thought this was huge. I envisioned clients writing me checks, making it out to my business name rather than my actual name. So right away, they would know that I was running a business and this wasn't just a hobby for me. And clients did actually notice this. I remember during a meet and read, uh, a client telling me, oh, so this is like a business you're running after I told him who to make his check out to. So this step was beneficial right away. I also got business insurance specifically for the pet sitting industry. During the first couple of years, I'd actually print out my insurance certificate and take it with me to new client signups. I chose a domain name and registered it with SiteGround, my hosting company. I knew that starting a website would be a very important step for me. 
this was non-negotiable. I bought and set up a professional WordPress theme. So that was the look and feel of my website. I learned and did almost everything myself, but I do remember I had to outsource someone when things got a little technical. I also invested in pet sitting software right away. And so having all of these things, they are what really helped me with all of the self-doubt I was having. I thought to myself, people are going to take me seriously because they'll see I'm running a professional business. Looking back on it, would I have put all of that effort into the beginning stages of my business if I wasn't so caught up with my ridiculously young appearance? Honestly, probably not. I probably would have winged the whole thing and just started pet sitting. I mean, this is how most people start out. But you know what? I'm glad I did it this way. I consider myself fortunate because if I hadn't started out this way, I would have encountered so many hurdles just in that first year alone. Hurdles like getting established clients used to using pet sitting software, launching my website, or even just signing up for a DBA to legally run my business. Most people do all of these things after they've acquired clients, after they've been in business for a while. But if you wait until then, it is so much harder to actually do them. Not only that, but if you wait to do these things, then you have to train your clients to follow your new protocols. And that can be pretty rough. That's something that I absolutely did not want. I didn't want to later have to train my clients to do things differently or have them complain because things changed which they might do by the way, we are in the service industry after all. I wanted everything in place right from the start and so these roadblocks I had that I thought were holding me back are actually what pushed me into launching a highly professional pit sitting company. So for that, I do feel grateful. Of course, I didn't feel that way back then as I had to work extra hard, but I see it now. It was one of those blessing in disguise kind of things. All right, so there you have it. Now you know a little bit about me, and it is my goal with this podcast to share everything with you that I've learned so far. The good, the bad, and everything in between to help you start and run your pet sitting and dog walking business. This is my seventh year in the business, and even though I've been at it for a while, I'm still learning new things all the time. There's a lot of ground to cover, but I'm going to try to keep these episodes short, sweet, and to the point. That way you can get in here, quickly digest what you have to learn, and then apply it to your business. Have you ever taken a course on anything and then you find out that there's like 10 chapters and then each chapter has 5 subchapters and each of those subchapters is like an hour long? Yeah, that makes my brain hurt. Way too much information and I've never been a fan of like super long modules or super long episodes of anything when it comes to learning. So I hope you like the short and to the point learning style. And then cue to my episodes being like two hours long. Oh my God, could you imagine? That's too much, but we'll see. I'll try not to. Okay, so I'm going to wrap it up here. But coming up on the next episode, I'll be sharing two other roadblocks I encountered and how I dealt with them. These two obstacles are super common for new pet sitters and dog walkers who are just starting their businesses, and I'm going to tell you exactly what they are and what I did to overcome them. I'm Eddie Santos. You just finished listening to Pet Sitting Talk's very first podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to connect with you on the next one. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.